no one runs worse. I, I'm, I'm just, I just want to make that clear. Getting that out there. No one runs worse. It's a 20 plus point game. Five minutes to go. I'm hitting the 10x. Westbrook under by like six points. Thinking, okay, just wave the white flag. Scott knows if it was, if I needed the over in a 20 plus point game with five minutes left, you better believe they're waving the white flag and emptying the bench. That's all I needed was for them to actually empty the bench at the right time. Westbrook stays in the game, hits two threes to go over. I actually, like... They're so, oh my gosh, tonight, man, tonight. Take the over and DeMar DeRozan assist. Easily going to hit. He's got three at halftime, injured. I'm all over low on Malik Monk. I was talking about like five minutes, how I loved him for tournaments. Pivot to get Robert Williams in once, once we get news that he's starting. Robert Williams floor game. All over CJ McCollum at negative ownership tonight. Smashing through three quarters. That's a blowout. But, like a 15-point spread Giga Chalk Lakers game. You better believe the starters play the whole fourth quarter. I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm going a little bit crazy here, all right? It's just like, come on. How much worse can one person, one human being run? I'm just, McCollum on pace to break the slate, blow out, dig a chalk Lakers, play the whole fourth quarter. It just, oh my God, get hooked, another one, another one. I did, like, I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun. I am just. Pivot to get Desmond Bain in my lineup. I fade Desmond Bain last slate. 70 bomb for Bain. Play him tonight? No chance. Massive bust with John Moran out. Fade Triple J. About 22 more blocks again. Was on Kendrick Nunn, was in my original lineup, but then pivoted to get Desmond Bain in. Beverly gets injured. Nunn smashes. 
And again, the cherry on top, I'm thinking, okay, I've just gotten completely screwed in DFS. Just incredibly unlucky. But I'm going to hit the 10x slip. I'm going to hit the blowout slip. No way. No way. Back-to-back threes for Westbrook. Just one night without excruciating pain. Like, I just, what? So I'm listening to this. What did I do to the DFS gods to deserve this? To the, the game? Like, what did I do? What have I done wrong here to deserve this? Well, hey, at least we got another slate. We had the million crown mark. I'm over a million crowns. Woo! Probably going to end up using those now. I think that's like almost $2,000 worth of crowns. So yeah, I should probably use those. But I, I just, I needed to get that ran out there. I am so mad. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm pretty mad at, at the end of, of almost every night for DFS. But this night, incredibly, I'm just so mad. Especially from the night before with the way NFL and Staley with the Chargers. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Felony man, DFS makes you go a little bit crazy. Makes you go a little crazy. <laughs> oh, I feel crazy. I literally feel like I'm going crazy. But I needed to get that ran out there. All right, let's focus in. Let's talk about the seven-game slate. Um, if you guys are new, my name is DK. Normally, I'm not this crazy, but I'm sorry. I am just incredibly tilting night. I just... Um... But yeah, guys, we'll talk about the NBA slate. Also, if you guys are playing NFL DFS, uploaded a video for Saturday's two-game slate, Sunday's three-game slate as well. So if you got an early look, go ahead, check out those videos. Also, the sponsor of today's video is Prize Picks. Make sure to use that code DKDFS. We'll give you 100% match up to $100 and premium content. Check out my Patreon linked down below. All right, so let's talk about this slate. Start off with the Pistons. Um, the Pistons pretty short-handed here. No, no Bogdanovich, no Jalen Duran. Uh, no Marvin Bagley. Uh, Livers could be coming back. He's been out for a while, too. If he comes back, I don't think he'll play full minutes. So starting lineup here for the Pistons. Well, I think they're going to go the two guards, Hayes, Ivy, Isaiah Stewart will most likely start at the five, and Sadiq Bey. The fifth starter, I don't know. Now, if Joel Embiid plays, I could see the Pistons starting New Orleans Noel. And they go Noel... Uh, Noel, Sadiq Bey, um, Isaiah Stewart, and, and the two guards in Hayes and Ivy. So um, we'll see who that fifth starter is going to be. But, I mean, the Pistons are shorthanded. So if the game stays competitive, you know, you're probably going to see a pretty big game from at least one of these guards. Killen Hayes has been playing pretty well of late. 35, 36, 34 minutes over the last three games. 33, 40, and 47 fancy points. And then Jaden Ivy, minutes haven't been as secure for him, but still a guy that is relatively high usage and, you know, you would think would play a bit more in a game like this. Stewart, so this is tricky. If he starts at the five, his floor plus ceiling goes way up. He had 13 rebounds last game. But if Joel Embiid plays, I'm like, right? There's like foul concerns. So if Stewart starts at the five and there's no Embiid, I really like Stewart. So, um, well, also again, they could start Nil and Noel at the five too. That's possible. Sneak Bay was flat out awful last game. I mean, this guy, man. 
eight fancy points in 29 minutes. I still think he's a pretty solid play, though. He should play a lot. Alec Burks, I think, gets decent run off the bench. But last couple of games have been a bit concerning. 21, 22 minutes only for Burks. But he's productive in those minutes. And then off the bench, I mean, the Pistons are shorthanded. So, Nerlens Noel, whether he starts or not, I think is playable. If he starts, I think he is a really solid value. You probably see decent minutes for a guy like Hamadou Diallo. He played 27 minutes last game. I think Corey Joseph gets run at the flat min price. So, yeah, Pistons are very, very shorthanded. Again, keep an eye on Joel Embiid news on the opposite side and keep an eye on the starting lineup on the Philadelphia side. So, yeah, if Embiid plays like his healing a lot against this Pistons team, should be able to dominate if the game stays competitive. If he misses, we do a P.J. Tucker probable. So, last time P.J. Tucker was available to play, they started him at the five and, and brought Montrez off the bench. But um, in their most recent game, Tucker was unavailable too. So, they started Harrell and they played uh, Harrell and Paul Reed kind of split the five run so um we'll be curious to see if Embiid's out if they go to Tucker the five or if they go to Harrell if Harrell starts I like Harrell and then I would like Paul Reed I was all over Paul Reed in the early slate last slate at low ownership he smashed so those two would look pretty good if Harrell does start at the five and then if Embiid's out I mean I like the ceiling a lot in James Harden um you know unless he shoots four seventeen when I play him but um he gets a usage bump without Embiid Maxi Harris looks a little bit better if everyone's in if Embiid and Tucker are in then it's like yeah, you can play in bead for tournaments. You can play for Harden for tournaments, but there is a lot of risk. Oklahoma City and Miami. Tougher spot here for the Thunder, but also I have no idea who's going to be available for the Heat. No surprise there. SGA 10.3, I think, is a decent GBP play. Again, we'll see who's available for Miami. Giddy feels priced about right. Jalen Williams at 5K feels about right, as does Lou Dort's price. So there's nothing really in the mid-range that I love for these Thunder guys. Like These wings are playable. I want to see who starts at the five. You know, they, they have started Kenneth Williams at the five. He's 3.9K. If he starts at the five, I think he'd be a decent value play. But they'll rotate guys like the other Jalen Williams, like Muscala, maybe Baisley, Omorie. So, like, you just never know with this Thunder team. But if Williams starts at the five, Kenneth Williams would have a little bit of interest in him. Moving on to the Heat, that's what I said. Like, I have no idea who's playing, man. Like, come on. You, you can't do this every day. I'm just tired of the Heat injury report. Um, Lowry's out, Martin's out, Duncan Robinson's out. We don't know about Bam. We don't know about Hero. We don't know about Gabe Vincent. Um, who cares about Udonis Haslam? So if everyone's out, that's questionable. Well, Jimmy Butler's going to run the offense. He's going to look really good. Oladipo would probably get a lot of run. I would guess that Gabe Vincent would start. He would be a phenomenal play at 3-3. Max Struess would probably start and play big minutes. He would get Haywood Highsmith most likely in the starting lineup. So if everyone's out, I think they would start probably Vincent. Or they would start Vincent... Yeah, Vincent Oladipo, Struess, Highsmith, Jimmy. Oh, no, no. Hmm. no that might bring Jim, uh, Oladipo off the bench. It probably would be Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Jimmy Butler, Haywood Highsmith, and one of the bigs like Orlando Robinson or uh, Dwayne Dedman would probably be the starting five. But like I said, it's, it's too hard to say right now with what I want to do with Miami. If these guys are in, if Hero and Bam are in, then like the, all three of the main guys are viable at the top. And then, you know, still would have a bit of interest. If Gabe Vincent starts, I like him quite a bit for Lowry. We'll see. And Miami can do a lot of different things with this starting lineup. And then Victor Oladipo, 5'3", is playable either way, but would look better again if those guys are out. Moving on to Charlotte and Toronto. So I was on pace to take down the early slate the other day, and LaMelo Ball gets in massive foul trouble. Like, this, this is what I'm talking about, man. <coughs> It's just like, it's not possible to run worse than me. I was all over Paul Reed at 5% smashed. Um, I had Harden smashed. 
I had Isaiah Stewart smash. Like, I was looking amazing going into the late game. Massive foul trouble for LaMelo. Fouls out in 25 minutes. Massive bust. All I need is an average game for the big money. No way. Right? It's just like, come on. What did I do to deserve this, man? Um, but LaMelo, fine tournament play if the game stays competitive. Rogier should play a ton. He's fine for tournaments. Hayward is doubtful, so you should get McDaniels in the starting lineup of 5.3. don't love the price point for him, but he's still viable. The front court guys are, are decent options in Plumlee and Washington. They should play a lot in a competitive game. Mark Williams will play the backup five. If you think this game turns into a blowout, he probably gets extended a bit, as would Dennis Smith Jr., um, who's been getting the backup point guard run. Uh, 23, 20, and 23 minutes over the last few games. But again, last game, you did have random foul trouble for LaMelo. Moving on to Toronto, I mean, you know what I'm going to say. All five starters in play, really hard to trust anyone off the bench. Starters can play massive minutes. It's a great matchup. So as long as this game stays competitive, at least one of these guys can have a really, really good game. With Siakam, Van Fleet, Barnes, OG, Trent, um, you just, I just, I can never get these guys right. Like, Toronto's really pissing me off. I just, a couple of these guys have really good games. A couple are going to bust. Like, who, if I play one, I'm just going to play whoever busts, right? It's just so incredibly frustrating. And the bench is just, like, hard to really get to anyone. I mean, the minutes have been down in Boucher. Loco sometimes gets decent run, but, like, not really enough. Chua, I mean, might see some rotation minutes, but it's like they're just not playing these bench guys, like, any minute. So I think all five starters are in play, but the tough part is trying to figure out who you actually want to play of those five starters. Cleveland and Utah. So Cleveland basically fully healthy now. Um, I like the matchup for them, but I don't think there's any standouts. Like, I like the ceiling on the two guards, Mitchell and Garland, but both feel priced about right. I think the bigs are still playable with Mobley and Allen. Um, neither are priorities, but 6-3 for, for Mobley, 6-2 for Allen. Do feel a little bit too cheap. Uh, Lavert feels too pricey with Mitchell and Garland, both healthy, so he'll move back to the bench. Love feels a bit too pricey, too, as well. Um, so, yeah, that's Cleveland. Pretty simple to talk about. Moving on to the Jazz. No Kelly Olenek, so I would guess that Walker Kessler starts against a big front court in Cleveland. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, I like the ceiling a good amount of Walker Kessler. Probably would see close to 30 minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. He had six blocks last game. That's most likely not going to happen. But um, if he starts and stays out of foul trouble, do like his upside a good amount. Um, Markinen, revenge game, but he's almost 10K. That's just too pricey for me. Clarkson feels priced about right. Conley should see around 30 minutes. Eh. Vanderbilt could play some small ball five. You know, we, he's up and down, but he's a viable tournament play. Malik Beasley most likely sees a little bit more run off the bench, but he's, you know, minutes kind of up and down, production up and down. He's scoring dependent. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the Jazz. Moving on to the Suns and the Warriors. Like, come on, man. What is this? What is this? What is this? Are we serious here? No Booker, no Paul, no Cam Johnson, no campaign, no Crowder, obviously. Aiden, Shamit, Craig, all questionable. So if those guys are all out, the sons of eight active guys. Bridges, Washington, Lee, Sarich. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Allergies starting to kill me. Um, so Bridges, Washington, Lee, Sarich. Landil, Wainwright, Biombo, Okochi. If that is the case, if they have eight active guys, well, the Suns' value play is going to be phenomenal. Like, Dwayne Washington could go for 50 fancy points. He would look really, really good. 
Uh, Damian Lee would most likely play a ton of like all these guys would just play a ton. One of the centers and Lando, or the centers would be Lando and Biombo. They would probably split the time. Um, Josh Akoji, good point per minute guy, even though his he hasn't really been getting run, he would look phenomenal. Um, Bridges really would be the only expensive player that you could get to um, in a competitive game. He would probably play forty minutes, but he has he's he would be the one with the most risk because if the game blows out at that price, like he could hurt you. Where like these guys. Even in a blowout, like you're still going to get five of these guys on the court, five of the seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if all these questionable guys are out, I mean, this Suns value looks amazing. Now, if Aiton, Shamit, and Craig all play, then you're most likely getting a starting lineup of. Um, so, last game, they started Shamit at the point. They started Shamit, Craig, Bridges, Sarich, Aiton. Um, Dwayne Washington still played decent minutes off the bench. If that's the case, I mean, DeAndre Aiton at 7 5. Does have a ceiling. You know, Biggs have done well against Golden State. Uh, Shamit, you know, 5K I think is a pretty good option. He'll play, again, a decent amount of the point guard position. Greg would be playable. I would still like Washington off the bench. He would probably see, you know, low to mid-20s minutes. And then, you know, Damian Lee would still be a viable option at 3-4. Sarich, if he starts, probably sees, I don't know, around 20-ish minutes. Then a Koji might be, like, so it suns kind of like the Heat. Pretty hard to, to say exactly what I want to do, but come on, Mike. Come on with this injury report, man. Come on. All right, the Warriors. So, Steph Curry might be back. He's questionable. Clay Thompson's probable. If Steph Curry's back, there's really not much I like on this team at all. I think a lot of these guys would be overpriced. Um, if Steph Curry misses, then yes, you know, the two guards in Poole and Clay are playable. Um, Wiggins is still overpriced, most likely still on a limit. Draymond at 6'5. Yeah, I mean, eh. Looney 5'6. Like, all these guys feel a little bit pricey. Um, and if Steph plays and this game blows out, then like maybe you can start looking at guys like Anthony Lamb, who had like a 50 bomb last game. Like, what was that? 50 bomb for Anthony Lamb tied to Rome at three six would play in a blowout. He would be a little bit interesting. So, yeah, Golden State, pretty unappealing team right now. Orlando and Portland. So, Orlando Bancaro has a ceiling, but you know, he's kind of up and down. Um, like his upside for tournaments, though. Franz Wagner, kind of the same thing. Carter Jr., if he stays out of foul trouble, I think it's a pretty safe play. Should see around 30 minutes. I like the ceiling on both Fultz and Cole Anthony. Um, both are playing pretty well tonight. And then Mo Wagner feels a bit too pricey coming out the bench. Suggs back to back could be rested. I want to see how many minutes he fi- he uh, finishes with tonight as well. Value wise, not much here with like, I mean, Harris and Ross will see rotation minutes, but. It would be mainly the top end guys looking to if I'm going to play anyone on Orlando on the Portland side. So finally, they're giving my boy normal minutes. 38 minutes last game for Nurkic, almost a 50 bomb. It's like play him more. 33 minutes against the Pacers, 48 fancy points. This is what you should be doing all season. Like, why were we playing Drew Eubanks 25 minutes a game? I don't know. So if Nurkic is going to continue to play mid 30s minutes, I think he is way underpriced here. Like, he should be like an 8K player if he's going to play like 35 minutes a game. So I really like Nurkic at that price point. Uh, Damian Lillard at 9.5. Like him for tournaments. Should see around 40 minutes in competitive game. Grant, Simons, and Hart are all kind of just there. I don't hate them. Don't love them. They're fine last piece in fillers. And then, yeah, the, the minutes have been way up on Nurkic. So Eubanks, no thank you. Gary Payton, if he plays, I guess could be viable. I don't, like, I don't know how many minutes he could play, though. So mainly just the starters I've finished in for Portland. And finally, Dallas and the Clippers. So, Dallas, pretty simple. If Luka Doncic plays, it's basically Luka, and that's about it that I've interested. If Luka misses, then Dallas looks a lot more appealing. Then Dinwiddie and Wood become two of the better plays in the slate. Both get a pretty big bump without Luka. 
bullshit play close to 40 minutes in competitive game. Tim Hardaway Jr. would be way more in play. He's already going to see a ton of minutes, but he would see a bit more usage. Reggie Bullock, you like just again, really frustrating roster, but should play a ton. Hardy would then become a really good value if Luca misses because you would probably see 20 ish minutes or so off the bench. Dwight Powell probably sees around 20 minutes would be playable. So Dallas as a team would look pretty good if Luca's out. Um, if Luca's in, like I said, it's kind of Luca and that's it. I mean, I think Wood and Dinwiddie are a bit overpriced. Hardaway to be a bit overpriced. Sure, you can still play Reggie Bullock, but it's just, it's a really, really painful roster. I'll tell you that. So let's finish up with the Clippers. Also, again, no one runs worse. Best ball, John Morant for me, out. Paul George, out. Just, again, it's not possible to run worse. So um, that's in my $555 best ball team. Can't catch a break with injuries. Um, but yeah, Paul George out. So Kawhi Leonard does get a bump, 8.7K. I still think it was a pretty good option. Played 38 minutes last game. Don't love the matchup for him, but um, still like Kawhi there at the top. Avicha Zubac, can someone explain like Avicha Zubac to me? I just don't get it, man. I've played this guy so many times. Every time I play him, he's a massive bust. But he just he just has these games where he completely takes over. It just, I just don't understand. Like, there's no consistency. He's going for 50, or he's going for 10. I just, I need someone to really, like, write me a paper to, to explain Avicii Zubac to me. I need someone to explain it. I don't understand, right? Don't understand him. But, yeah, ceiling is clearly there. He's going for 50, or he's going to kill you and go for, like, 15. No in-between. The rest of the Clippers... I really wish Paul George would play, so I just didn't have to deal with these guys. But they did do a starting lineup change. They shifted Reggie Jackson to the bench, and they started Terrence Mann. And if they do that again, I think Terrence Mann becomes a really good value. Played 35 minutes last game, so do like Mann a good amount if he continues to start. Moore should see around 30 minutes. He's fine value. Norman Powell probably sees 25 to 30 minutes. He's playable at 4-9. John Wall at 4-6. Will be productive he's on the court. He's fine for tournaments. Nick Batum is 4-4. I mean, privacy's low, mid-20s minutes. I don't know. I think my favorite value, though, would be man, assuming he starts again. So keep an eye on the starting lineup there. But, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. Maybe tomorrow will not end in excruciating pain. We will see. I appreciate you guys putting up with my uh, craziness, as always. And uh, I'll see you all in the next video.